Did Matt start the recording and then walk away? Uh, yes. Welcome to the Bros A Podcast. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. On an audio feed, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed, reporting live from this freaking amazing music festival you just told us about, <laughs> is Mr. Tim Hansen. Hello! <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Hello. <laughs> Just, just a chuckle, like yeah, yeah. As, as I send you a song called "Good Fucking Music." <laughs> Good fucking music, yeah, yeah. Tim was just introducing us to this this huge uh, rock festival, uh, relatively locally. All right, all right. I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I've been to a music festival. I've been to a genuine concert in a good long while. So, uh, so yeah, I'm in, I'm I'm intrigued by the prospect of going to a concert. I could probably go to one. Any any Cause... words you could throw out there in reaction would be great, Tim, as opposed to uh, <laughs> um, hand signals for this audio medium. Sorry, I was just like... <laughs> I know, uh, I know. Yeah. you're very excited. We were talking about Blue Ridge Rock Festival, just yeah. like, oh, really, really great variety of rock, alt-rock, metal-ish music, and, and mm-hmm. Nelly for some reason, but also... Nelly's fucking great, so why not? Yeah, why would so, I not like Nelly and Waka Flocka and Bone Thugs? Like, is, is, but then also Power Man Five Thousand <laughs> for no fucking reason. <laughs> this is what it's like when worlds collide, Tim. It is. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the award-winning Brose Podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms, as you know by now. Since this is session seventy-one, the premise of our show is that we answer questions that we bring to the table about life, the universe, and everything, but we also answer questions that you submit to us, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. Could be current events, could be pop culture, could be about the Blue Ridge Rock Festival, could be about a completely different festival, could be about anything music-related, could be about literally any subject. Nothing is out of bounds here on the Brose Podcast, but you need to email the question to brosequestions at gmail.com if you want it answered on the air. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first, you've got to discuss what we're drinking tonight. Uh, now, uh, admittedly, my fault, but the last session, a bit of a mess uh, as far as <laughs> describing uh, what we were going to drink. So I'm going to start and it's uh, a bottle of Bogle Vineyards Merlot. I'm finishing this bottle of Bogle Vineyards Merlot that I started a couple of sessions ago. And it's a good Merlot. It's a nice dry red wine. If you like a nice dry red, and how could you not? Uh, we're, we're right in that prime uh, red wine season where you want something a little bit, you know, something a little warmer, something a little more robust. And, and this is going to do it for you. It's, it's, look, it's not the best Merlot you're going to get, but it's an eight or nine dollar bottle, and it's great value good quality for the money uh and it's from an organic uh organic vineyard so why the hell not throw give it give it a try bogle vineyards merlot what about you tim what are you drinking so i am disappointed we didn't do what we did last episode that was very entertaining to me (laughs) uh so i'm i am finishing off this je ne sais quoi or jnsq uh cool looking bottle rosé crew Californian born with a French accent, blah, 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 yada, yada, bullshit. 
Uh, it's got a one of those great. Oh fuck! I can't open it. Glass butt mm. put, uh, butt plug type toppers, which the with a beautiful rose on it. It is very solidly mediocre for how much this wine costs. I would never buy it again, except I have the bottle now, which is very pretty and a collector's item. But the mm. wine is very just unoffensive. It's not great. It's not bad. It's just wine. And it goes down easy because I am done. <laughs> As evidenced by the fact that it's all gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Laub. Uh, 2019 Lebanese wine, and it was fine. I would like to give a shout out to the wine. So, <clears throat> friends, Stephen and Erlina came over. They're getting married very soon. Um, so congratulations to them. Um, but they brought over a red wine, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it was called. But it was delightful. It was just, it wasn't so heavy, like some red wines are, where it was like, you know, you, you drink it and then you're kind of just like, ooh. Um, but it was it was it was it was kind of that in between. It was like a transitional between the really dark head, really dark reds and the rosés. So it's right in the middle. It was wonderful. If I can remember next time you record, I'll, I'll say something about it. And if not, I just shouted out their wedding. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you will know the name of the wine or everybody can just show up to their wedding. Hell yeah. Uninvited. Yeah. Where is it and when is it? And I will be there. I don't know, but it's like one of those whole weekend winning things. So, ah, oh, sounds oh, great. Boy. Nice, yeah. nice. I'll be there. Is it at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival? <laughs> it is at the Blue Ridge Rock. Are they, Festival. Are they getting married in front of Nelly? Yeah, Hoobastank. A month is ago. A month ago. I now pronounce you. <laughs> Listen, I know a guy who looks oh. just like Hoobastank. <laughs> Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, a wine that I had for a few months named Penul which I believe I was very harsh on uh, the last time I drank it. It's not as bad as I remember it being. So that's good. Maybe I just had a bad bottle the first time, but it, it's, it's, it's pretty solid. It's not, it's not the best. By all means, it's not the best. But it's not as bad as I remember saying it was the first time I had it. All right. Okay. Nice. All right, then. It's time for the questions. And again, brosequestions at gmail.com. If you want your question or prompt or what have you considered on the air, answered on the air with our with our, our trademark mirth. You know, we've been thinking about getting <laughs> some stuff trademarked for the show just to rack in the money. And I think the mirth is, is what we're looking at. Oh, man. This is going to be disappointing when none of my questions are particularly mirth. <laughs> oh, oh boy. okay. Well, do you want to lead off with you? Because I, I want to make sure that we have enough time. I know you had, you had a couple of, uh, of weightier ones. I want to make sure we have time to consider um, them. So what do we got? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Nothing's out of bounds here on the yeah, Rosé yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And this is perhaps not the best forum in which to talk about this. However. Sean, you're already married. You can't marry the three of us. <laughs> hey! <laughs> well, in Utah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll move to Salt Lake City and rectify that. Listen, okay. I'm the only Mormon here. You all fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, what would you do if your child was trans? And the reason I ask this is because I've been getting a lot of suggestions for, like, 
if you are if you are um if you have the Reddit app, it'll give you suggestions to uh, um subreddits that it thinks you'll like. And for some reason, it keeps showing me our insane parents. No, and I don't particularly have like I don't consider my parents insane or anything like that. So I don't know why it decided to uh, show me this, but it did. But a lot of them um, are are trans kids whose parents are just dicks to them, basically. And I was reading through the comments, and like I get like these parents are being assholes. But there were a lot of comments where it was like. The mom would be like, you know, I'm sad for whatever reason. And while I don't think it's necessarily like if you are if you're if your kid comes out as trans and you're upset about that, it's not that's not your kid's problem, right? That's your problem. And you need to work on that separately from your kid. But mostly I was like a lot of people were like upset because like this because like the idea of mourning your child when they come out as trans was is like super a no go. But I was thinking like if Jake or Alice were to come out as trans, like obviously I support them one hundred percent and love them no matter what. And if if they're trans, like that's great or whatever. But I was like, I think I would still, there would be a part of me that would be like, you know, for Alice, like I have this idea of what her life is going to be like. And I think if she were to, as a teen, be like, you know, I'm trans, I'd be like, okay. And I think there would be a part of me that would be like a little bummed because it's like, I don't get to see, I don't get to see Alice grow up to do the things that I had planned out for her and that's a million percent i want to be very clear that's one million percent my problem and not hers and i would never be like i would never tell her that right Mm -hmm. but i think i mean well now we have the podcast where i've uh put this in cement but the gauntlet's been thrown down yeah but i but like (laughs) but but like there is like a part of me that would be a little bit sad and and Mm -hmm. and i think that's you know natural and i'm think i'm i just want to know like there is like this very obviously these very complex emotions of involved in this but i'm just thinking like cuz i think i would be i think i think if it were me i would be 100% supportive and i would try to do my best to you know uh have my kids back but there would be a part of me also that I, I don't, that I mean, I, would, I wouldn't talk to my kid about, but I would like, you know, talk to Mary about or my therapist and be like, you know, here are some things that bum me out. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think, I think that's okay. I think it's okay to have complicated feelings about things. Mm. It, so it, because, the, the, the feeling of like, you know, you're bummed out because she's not going to experience X, Y, or Z is because like you had an idea like, okay. This she's a little girl. Yeah, she's so my little girl, girl and she's gonna whatever. she's gonna she's gonna yeah. be beautiful mm-hmm. at her prom yeah. and she's gonna go on and you know be a strong woman in her career. And then yeah. the, and then uh and then she's trans and it's like, okay, so he's gonna be very handsome at his prom and 
yeah. he's going to go on and do great in his career. And I think, but, but yeah. there's, there would still be a part of me that kind of is like, it would have, I would have, I, it, it would just be hard to swallow, I guess. It would just be like a, there is, I don't know. When you have a kid, it's impossible not to be like, and here are all the great things they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But you have this idea of who your kid is in your brain. And then I think if they were, if they were to come out as trans, it's like, okay, I have to re align my entire brain. Cause this has even happened with people. I know, you know, people who I've known who've come out as trans as I've known them. And you have to, you really have to do, because like it takes, I don't think it's a bad thing that it takes a little while for your brain to do the transition to be like, okay, now I view this person as the gender that they prefer to be seen as you know what i mean like there are people i know who who it took a long who it took a while for me to kind of like to have to have the right mindset Mm -hmm. you know where you transition from Mm -hmm. looking at like this is a person who is a girl to like this is this is a man or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. yeah this is this is definitely an area where i think a, a little bit of grace on all sides is is definitely warranted and needed because I think for 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 you or for for, for me and for anybody who's a parent like or or anybody who just knows somebody who is who is trans the idea that there's there's an idealized world where it simply does not matter what your gender assigned at birth is you should be able to walk through life with the same set of experiences the same set of you know. Uh, you know, expectations of you and your expectations of the world. There's an idealized world where that is the case. But I think it is to get there, you are required as a parent to basically look at thousands, hundreds of thousands of years of of gender roles and stereotypes is a little bit harsh, but it's kind of stereotypes. You're basically expecting parents and people who know you to look at those thousands and hundreds of thousands of years of gender roles and going, nah. <laughs> like and just being like oh it doesn't matter like i am completely on you know look man i'm 33 years old I, I don't consider myself like the the some luddite or or some regressive when it comes to social issues but i was certainly raised in an era where gender norms and gender roles were a thing like it was mm-hmm. you, you 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 were it was certainly part of my upbringing and even though i know now that like hey just because you know somebody is assigned this at birth or somebody you know, transitions later on in life does not mean they're going to have, you know, the same set of experiences or just because somebody's assigned a woman at birth and transitions to a man doesn't mean they can't have the same, you know, feelings that they did when they were born as a woman. All that, I, I can acknowledge all of that up front without still having some lingering feelings from when I was younger, like, oh, like I have a, I have a baby daughter. And there are certainly times where I'm like, oh, he's just a pretty girl, such a wonderful girl. And if she can't, you know, in, in you know, a couple of, you know, however many years says, Hey, I, I think, you know, I feel more like a man than I do a woman. You know, there's definitely, as you said, Sean, the, the outward part where I'd be like, of course, like whatever you need to do to feel comfortable, but you do need, it's, it's sort of a resetting of expectations personally. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's just a resetting of, okay, I have a little girl, you know, there, there's certainly, you know, a couple of, of mm-hmm. things that you think they're going to have. Like, even if you even go as far, like for me, it's even going to be as far as like, I don't know what her her orientation's going to be as far as uh, like her, her, her what partner mm-hmm. she's going to be interested in and I'm still in my head thinking like one day she's going to go to prom and I'm going to meet her boyfriend. 
And that's not mm-hmm. fair because like at some point, it's like at some point she's gonna, she's going to decide or she's going to understand what she's predisposed to liking or predisposed to being attracted to and what she's going to have. I think for it's definitely, there's a lot to wrestle with. And I think the biggest thing for me is, is one that I think medically is not recommended anyway. The one thing that's always concerned me, and I don't think this is the, the idea of having like any sort of physical surgery done too early. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, this is something that I've, I've, I've tried to, I, I'm not going to claim to have done all of the reading on this, but it, but certainly if, if, if my child came to me and said, Hey, I feel a certain way about, you know, I feel like I'm a man trapped in a woman's body or vice versa or anywhere along the spectrum, I'd have to do the research. I'd have to look into it. Um, but for me, it's like, Oh boy, the, 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 the horror for me, horror, that's, that's really harsh. Uh, like the, the, the fear for me would be like, they come out as as trans and they want to have the surgery too early and then they realize hey i made a mistake Mm -hmm. because things are on a spectrum and things like that now my understanding and i will completely cop to not having all the knowledge on this my understanding is that it's not medically recommended for this sort of in you know body changing surgery to be done super early in life uh is is recommended to be waited till later on but i will completely cop to not knowing that i will simply concur with sean that there are are Mm-hmm. It is. I there, there are going to be complicated feelings, even though you like to think, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm woke. I'm woke. <laughs> I, 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 I have the progressive view on this, but the, you have certain expectations because we were born in 1989, and because you have a little girl, or because you have a little uh-huh. boy, and like, surely, like I know I have friends who are like, um, I have a, I have a buddy of mine who had a baby girl and. You know, he was like, oh, you know, you know, one day we're going to have little boys and, you know, then we're going to be able to throw the ball around with them. In the back of my head, I'm like, there's no reason I can't throw a ball with my little girl, but also it'd be nice to have a son. Like, <laughs> there's both. There's both. Like, there's, there's no reason I can't do both. Mm-hmm. But you, you you, sort of shed the, li- not lizard brain, but like the, the preconceptions that you have about parenthood at many different levels of your parenthood and i think now i'm just now i'm just saying a lot of words well uh, yeah i, I think well, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing as many words as i can at the question I, and if it works i think i think that right now medically the recommendation is puberty blockers which is fully reversible okay, okay. and like that's whatever it's just mm-hmm. it's hormone treatments that aren't gonna impact your life beyond like if you if you when you like you're like 18 or 19 they're like wait 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 no um i think you're good um but i also like think a lot about like the guilt that i would feel because like there because like you said like there are some gender stereotypes like as woke as i feel like i am they're Mm -hmm. they're gonna fall into that stuff like i'm probably gonna be like hey alice why don't you play softball instead of baseball Mm -hmm. or whatever and i'm gonna like if if alice were to come out i only use alice because it's further out like i feel like jake is like pretty set and how he is um but he's like like, 47 right yeah he's like he's like 88 (laughs) or something you should absolutely know by now Mm -hmm. but i but like i (laughs) say you should know at 47 yeah, and then but then like I would feel guilty. Like I'd be like, oh man, I fucking like I treated you wrong. Like I didn't like you didn't know any better. I mean, obviously, but I still feel would feel like shitty a little bit. I'd be like, and oh, that's I wish I had known. I hear that. For and that's like when it comes to the instance of the R slash bad parents or whatever it was that you were you were talking about, like 
yeah, those are just shitty people. But when mm-hmm. it comes in an instance of like you, Matt, all of us, like I think about this with my nieces and with oh, I there there are surprisingly a lot of children in my life. And I think about it with a lot of them that, that are play a significant role in my life. And I'm just like, all right, well, if they were to ever come out trans or whatever, it's one thing to remember that there's, there is a transition period for everyone. We all have to adjust to this, to what they're, what they're finally comfortable with telling us and finally comfortable with sharing, whether, whether they've known their entire life or just, realized it within the past few months and felt comfortable enough to say you you yourself as a cis person or as a transitioned person also have a transition period for this new information that this person is giving you and so you have that adjustment and i don't necessarily think it's bad to kind of in a sense not really mourn but like be upset at the fact that like yeah you you thought your whole life that alice um, w- would would have a beautiful wedding with her husband, but now it's different, and it's not. You're not mourning that, but it's you. you that is that is like all right. Well, now it's changed, and you have it is a period of adjustment that you have to make to 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 get used to it in in a sense, like. I'm trying to be like as as you, you put time into the thought process and the fact that you, you you sort of feel like oh boy I can't yeah to Sean's point I think like if if you have that I you know that that certain perception of the way your daughter or your son's going to act then you then when they come out and say hey I'm actually this and it's different it's slightly different than what you envisioned for them just based on their gender identity you suddenly think did I force them down a wrong path that i make them feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable and and i don't think that's a fair thing it's, to to bring upon yourself yeah it's uh at all mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not fair to make to to it's not fair to think it's not fair to yourself to think did i mm. treat them wrong when i didn't know mm. because i mean like it is a hard thing to come out to somebody but it is like and it is daunting i'm sure but like they can't necessarily hold it against you if they don't know if that if you don't know mm-hmm. yeah 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 i well yeah i don't think i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with treating your kid as a boy or a girl as they're little mm-hmm. no. but i think um yeah i don't know i think like a less extreme example would be like if I was like always like you have to go to college and have a traditional career, and they were like they went on something so like completely different path. Mm-hmm. I think I would have a very similar experience. Yeah, and, and it's where I'm it's like, bad. oh, like you want to be a writer? I'm like, okay, yeah. well, that's going to be very difficult, and I, I, you know, I can only support you as best as I can. Yeah, to to come into parenthood, like I think every parent and i promise i will let tim answer this but i just had a lot of thoughts on on, on this when it came up but like i think to to, to go with any parent like it's it's as you said sean you might have expectations oh my my kid's gonna go into business school and be a great businessman then the the stereotype is i don't want to go into business i want to dance or Mm -hmm. something and then you go grr dancing (laughs) that's not what i wanted for you like it's it's it is unreasonable to go to any parent and say you should have no expectations for your kid because they're just going to do whatever they want and they're going to have the life that they want. They're going to pursue the career that they want. Like you, you, you picture something when you have a family, 
Like I picture going on vacations and I picture, you know, having the full family together on Sundays to have like dinner before a football game or a big lunch before a football game. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's, it's sort of, those are the scenes that I envision when I just, you know, when I think, oh, I'd love to be, have a family at some point. And so any deviation from that, whether it's something sort of, you know, relatively surface level, like choosing a career or something a little bit deeper and ingrained, like, a, you know, the, the way that, that somebody dresses or the way that somebody d- decides they want to present themselves to the world because they feel a certain way in their soul or in their in their psyche. You know, any change to that is going to result in some period of adjustment for parents. And I think that, like, you know, as I said, a certain a certain amount of grace is is warranted on both sides of that relationship uh, as, as you work through that, because the goal is ultimately for both of you to be happy uh, or, or for the kid to be happy. Uh, all right, Tim, I will. If I, I'm done. I'll let you uh, get in on this. So, so before I actually respond, I just want to say that this from the very beginning, this is the kind of conversation and the kind of questions and thought provoking conversation that I have always wanted from Rose. We, 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 like, we, we do this in person and I know that sometimes this is hard to translate into a show and we have had several conversations on a similar level, but like, this this is a great conversation. <laughs> and I know we, we've poked fun at like Phil DeFranco and it's like, this is a conversation, blah, 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 you beautiful bass, all that shit. But like, yes. Yes. Like, is this a deep question? Is this a heavy question? 100%. But also, that's what I want. Like, that, that, that's, that's good conversation to me is if it's not thought provoking, if it's not making you evaluate where you stand, where everyone else stands and what's an ideal is kind of boring. Superficial assumption nowadays that whenever you have a serious conversation like this, that everybody who stakes out like a a strong position one way or the other, there's a or B it's A or B and the person who's on either A or B has already considered every possible counter argument to A or B and there's no point in talking with them because they're just going to you know they're going to shoot back at you and they're going to be mad at you or something like that and I think that's not always true I think there's a lot of people you know that that, that aren't on the fence necessarily but haven't yeah have thought about it a little bit but haven't thought about everything correct it's good to hear other perspectives totes so one it's finally good to have four white dudes talking about this (laughs) man fuck you stole my joke you son of a bitch sorry dude sorry uh but it it was less of a joke but i i was going to preface it in the sense of like yes we are four white men in our early 30s uh mid early mid 30s whatever I don't know how old anyone is, including Jake. <laughs> so, which is a bad thing. is old now. I don't know how old anyone is. But the point is, yes, we are one very specific demographic, even if our society, socioeconomic backgrounds may be slightly different. And yes, typically it's just like, ah, white guys, fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. But I think even the way we've already approached this conversation and I haven't even elaborated on anything yet other than I love this conversation. Mm-hmm. I've, I feel like we're trying to address this in a way that is like, 
we want to be accepting, but there needs to be some level of um, time and adjustment. And I think that's important. And I think that is important to a lot of conversations, not even on this topic, but just even with us and conversations with our parents and other generations. I think this can be a generational um, similarity. So from a perspective of a youth potentially coming out as trans and having a similar conversation, yes, I think the perspective can easily be seen as, oh, you planned my life out. I'm sorry, I don't fit your plan. It's like, it's not the plan. It's the hopes. It's the dreams. And it's not that I am now heartbroken. It's that it's not what I was... And yes, it can easily come across as plans. And you guys have touched on a lot of that. It's like, this was kind of where we were leaning we want the best for you. We want to grow you into all these awesome things and hit these. I hate to say benchmarks because then it goes back into a plan, but it's going to take a time to adjust to like, this is your new trajectory. This is your new you that takes an adjustment and having that conversation can be hard, but I don't think it's unrealistic. Uh, But it is a perspective issue, and we've had that with our parents on simpler things. So, of course, it's going to be a significantly more complicated conversation. Mm -hmm. But I think it needs to be an open conversation. And if you are always having that kind of relationship and open conversation with your children, I think it will be significantly easier. Mm -hmm. I think the difference in our generation and how we interact with each other and those younger than us is a little more acceptance, a little more attempt to find that common ground and less, not no, but less of a tendency to just kind of say, no, like what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like less of a super defensive, just like, fuck off um and yeah i mean i mean that's kind of you guys hit a lot of the great points acceptance openness but there needs to be a period of transition and how you have that conversation can greatly affect how it is perceived on the other side and how you can continue to have that conversation one thing i do and i hate to have to say anything along these lines because then it just is is the whiny cisgender white male bullshit is there is a tendency of any disagreement is fuck you the very polarizing thing it's like i'm not saying that i completely disagree with you i'm saying i don't fully understand and this is going to take a minute but there is a tendency in today's culture to just, if you don't immediately agree with me, you're fucking wrong. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yeah. I yeah, hate people it. People are, uh, they can be real, they can really dig their heels in. And, and but I think like on stuff like this, I, I get it, you know, like it's your life. Mm-hmm. So I'd understand mm-hmm. how you could feel that way. I think, and I, I honestly think for a lot of this stuff, like this is our problem. 
you know, like I agree. that the transition and whatever, like that transition is something that I, for me, I'd feel like would happen behind the scenes when like my kid for, you know, I'm fully supportive and you stand behind your kid. But I think like behind the scenes, the, like when I'm talking with my wife or you guys or whatever, um, that's when I would be, I would like air up. be like, these are the things that upset me, you know, because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. because I think like that's just like the natural. That's how you like raise kids. Like you have to seem for the most part, like to be these kind of infallible, sh- sure of themselves creatures where you're like, I know what I'm doing. We're going to move forward. I have like I have I'm we have a solid like I'm not guessing. Yeah. They they you are the center of the universe, sort of the rock for them. Like they look to you for guidance and it, it, you know if even even if you're not seeming certain, it is good for them at a at a very moldable age for to have a figure or two in their life that seems certain all the time because it is sort of the compass that they go off of. Mm-hmm. Not to, to toot our own horn a little bit. I mean, we're the most important people in our lives. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah. Sorry, Tim, I, you, do you have something? Just one, one last capper for me, I guess, is I think something that is less obvious or, or at least a similar perspective is when we were growing up, the, the coming out as gay was was back 15, 10 years ago, similar to what coming out as trans is today, or or at least that's my perspective, is because 10, 15 years ago, it was more like the, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. It is much more acceptable, much more better in handled, much more, in general, Yes, you're going to have the super, super, super hardcore people who are just like, nope, which sucks. And I apologize to anyone who has to go through any of that situation. But from our perspective, whereas like right now, if someone if if I had a child and they were just like, I'm gay, I'm like, sweet. Mm -hmm. That's the end of that Mm -hmm. conversation. It's not going to, there's zero other consideration in my brain. That's just what I'm already prepared for to some sort of extent. And to me, that's, I don't want to say that conversation. Correct. Whereas the other side of that conversation, I'm less familiar with, I'm less exposed to, and it is a, it is, it is a different adjustment. So there needs to be some processing time, not because there's anything wrong with it, just because that is not something that has been as widely affected for so long a period of time. In 10, 15 years, it's going to be a completely different conversation. It's like, why is this a question? Sure. And that's the hope. Yeah. Um, Rich, you, do you have any other thoughts on this? No, no. I think we all hit okay. it uh, very well on uh, the head. I do have a couple. I, I do one thing I want to highlight. Um, T- Tim had mentioned this, this is a bit of a ways back, but I but, yeah, but I think it's worth highlighting that he's like, oh, the fact that we're having this conversation, the fact that you're thinking about this as parents and everything like that. And this is not to, to toot our horn or anything like that. Like we did a great job. We're having the conversation. But, <laughs> but, 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 but what I will say, <laughs> I rushed it. But uh, what I will say is I think 
again, I, I, will, I will certainly not claim to speak for uh, LGBTQ population or, or the trans population or anything like that. What I will say is my, my perception is that the effort to the effort to learn without putting too much of an onus on the the affected folks is as important as knowing is more important than knowing like, like, like look if you don't know all the vocabulary right off the bat like that's that's a that's one thing but like if you're not even making the effort and you're not visibly showing that you're making the effort or showing you're, you're a compassionate person or, or or showing that 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 love and that grace then that's a whole different problem and i think that the effort the, the willingness and the visible willingness to, you know, hey, you've you have come out to us as as trans. You've come out to us, in a, you know, as a, not a different person, but your 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 identity is a little bit more different, is a little different than it was a couple of days ago before you told us. Like, I am I want to be as your parent. I want to make the effort to show you that. I'm going to learn. I'm going to, I, I still love you and support you. And I'm going to do everything I can to support you on this journey. I think that that showing that you are willing to do that is as important as knowing all the terminology as knowing, you mm-hmm. know, saying the right thing at every single moment. Cause look, the other thing about it is you're their parents. Uh, you are going to say stupid stuff all the time, whether they are a member of, of this community or not, you are going to say something like, what do you play the flute? And they play the trumpet. Like you're going to say something stupid like that. And they're going to be like, oh, my parents are so dumb. You're you're going to be the dumb parent at some point, no matter what your kid decides to do, no matter what your kid uh, realizes that they are. Uh, But I but I think showing that they have being that rock that they can lean on is as helpful as anything you can do. That is that is my perception of things. Uh, That doesn't mean you shouldn't learn. You know all the right terminology, what to to say in certain situations, but I am saying it is a, is a good starting point. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, no thoughts. Um, <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. Other than that, no, no. Yeah, other than that, I don't think we have any. I think we 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 kind of kept it short there. Um, that was good, Sean. I like that one. Thank that was, you. That was mm-hmm. Loved it. Very valid. Thought we provoking. remarkably are almost at time. Uh, I, so I got a fun one. I got a fun yeah, one. Do, do a fun one, Rich. So I, I had I had a heavy one, but I came up with a fun one because we ended the last session pretty heavy and started pretty heavy. So here's a fun one. Do you have what I'm calling your favorite? Do you have a favorite celebrity spinoff? Meaning, did a celebrity ever do anything? Other than what they were known for, that it kind of blew your mind or that you thought was pretty awesome. For instance, um, former uh, Philadelphia Phillies player Brett Myers in 2015 released a country music album that's all about nothing mm. but drinking and partying. And beating um, his wife, which he and, definitely well, did do. In the he, past. Yeah, we're, that, there's also that. But I, I, mm. I'm mostly about the, sure. the, 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 the album. album. Uh, but also, like... Uh, Shaquille O'Neal released Shaq Diesel, the um, the his rap album, like in the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. So it's like, do you have a do you have a favorite like celebrity spinoff? For mine, it's Shaq Diesel. Shaq Diesel's fucking fantastic. If you've never listened you to specified it, specified that it was a media creation because I was just gonna say the time that Charlie Sheen just went insane for a couple of weeks <laughs> uh, and and just did the Duh winning Tiger Blood thing for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not that's I don't remember that being on Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, celebrity spinoffs. 
Bunch, I mean, a bunch of NBA players have done rap albums that, mm-hmm. that, that could rattle off. I mean, Dana Barrows did a rap song, like a like a Run DMC style rap song. Nice. That's pretty good. Uh, Ron Artest, now Meta World Peace, has done a bunch of them. I don't know. What about you guys? Hmm. Uh, Garth Brooks playing an alt rock artist known as Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. What is this? So it was supposed to be a lead up to a show that Garth Brooks was supposed to star in. So the album was released in advance of the show, except the show never happened. (laughs) Oops. So, and it literally says Garth Brooks in the life of Chris Gaines. Mm. He's the, it's a, that stuff. Yeah. So I, it, anytime that something similar to this question pops up, and I've never listened to this album, the fact that it happened is what's entertaining <laughs> to me. Yeah. It's, it's like, if I never, like, I love Shaq Diesel. It's an awesome album. You should listen to it. But if I never listened to it, I still would find it amazing that Shaquille O'Neal released a rap album. What about Shaq Fu? That's just totally unrealistic. What about Steel? I mean, Do you remember Steel? Oh, yeah. Steel. I remember Steel. Just everything Shaq did outside of basketball is just mind blowing. Became a cop. He was the big Aristotle. Was, the big was he a cop? He's a sheriff. Oh, yeah. I I, I, I don't know where. I, I forgive. I think it was nobody ever shot him either. <laughs> no, no, no. Remarkably, no. Uh, he managed to make it out unscathed. Somehow. But what about, target, what about the deputy? What about the deputy? Uh, Tim, any, any spinoffs? I just, I just did Chris Gaines. Oh, sorry, sorry. Good ones. (laughs) I thought that was pretty Uh, good. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Sean, what about you? Hmm. Would it be a cop-out to say, um, Childish Gambino? Mm. No, I don't think so. So, because I first... Found out about Donald Glover when I was in college with the bro rape yep. sketch yeah. and all the Derek comedy stuff. Yep. And then I watched Mystery Chad's Team. Chad's not even coming. <laughs> Chad's not even coming. <laughs> and then Smell I watched Smell like Axe? Can in half. <laughs> yeah. Dope. Super. They kind of hold up. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're very much of the time, those sketches. Sure, sure. But. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, so I found out about that, and then I watched Mystery Team, which was the movie that Derek Comedy did, and then I think I started watching him in Community, because he was in it, and I was like, oh, I remember him, and then, um, what's it called? Childish Gambino, it was the, um, whatever the EP that he sang over the Adele song, Mm. I think it was just called EP, um, that's when I started listening to his like rap a lot. And then okay. I followed that through to Redbone or whatever, which was whatever his most recent album was. The yeah. one with Redbone. Stay on woke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh so, yeah. is a good one. I mean, he's a bit of a polymath. So it's like he just mm-hmm. sort of does anything. And it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. from community. Yeah. And now he's just incredible at music, too. <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. What an unfair jerk. It also it also doesn't necessarily have to stick with just media. Like you can even go as far as uh, Robert Machio, who played the Todd, is now a 
like a, a high luxury real estate agent in LA or something like that. Mm. Or mm. Vanilla Ice started his own like renovation company. <laughs> Which is- I, I, I know you're just throwing these out as examples, but I, I would hesitate to be, I, I would hate to be the one guy who's like, Yo, I like Ralph Macchio because he sold me a great house, <laughs> hey, and, not, and not and not because of what he did in the Karate Kid. Robert um, Macchio. It's not Ralph Macchio. It's Robert Macchio. He's he's the Todd, not not the Karate Kid. Oh, sorry, sorry. Either way, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, either way, either way, I'm not going to be like, yo, I I got a great ranch level from him, and not because <laughs> of Scrubs. Uh, <sighs> boy. Yeah, it's tough to get me off of like the the rap album thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, who is it? Bronson Arroyo, uh, former pitcher for the Reds, did a cover of Shimmer by Fuel. It's very funny. <laughs> oh, the, no. the guy from Fuel already, his voice is like flat as a pancake, and Bronson Arroyo is even more flat. Um, but boy, <laughs> does he sing it with heart. Boy, does he give it his all. Boy, this is tricky. This is tricky, man. Um, here, Matt, I'll give you a couple of minutes to think about it. Okay. So are you just going to recite the lyrics to the Chris Gaines album? <laughs> no, because I don't know any of them, but, uh, Martha and I have had a similar conversation multiple times recently and discussing what, uh, comedic actors when they go like serious when or serious drama, actors yeah. or serious actors going comedic and whether it goes well or not. And, and just like I oh I found this new actor and it's like no you've seen them in like 30 different movies and you just don't realize it's the same person mm-hmm. and the one that comes to mind for me is uh, Michael Sheen mm-hmm. who the most most people in recent times would know him from the Good Omens show very funny Um, he's also uh, a serial killer in Prodigal Son which is a great fucking show, which is a great mix of funny and serious. But he's also been in like 30 movies over the last 10 years, none of which are funny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He was in Underworld, all of them. Oh, yeah. Didn't. I've seen all of them. I love those movies. Had no fucking clue. Did not put that together. And it's just like, oh, shit. Um. So it's just like it's great to see someone transfer from like bit parts in a bunch of movies to like you're the guy, mm-hmm. or like Jordan Peele from Key and Peele to ah that's a good one directing what was it uh, Nope Get Out and Us Us yeah mm-hmm. yeah those those guys are is really talented in one area you know like like. Donald Glover, for example, like it's clear that like you can't contain them to the one comedy genre, even though they're really good at it. Um, the host of The Apprentice became president. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Shut your fucking mouth. The best celebrity spinoff, right there. Yeah, there you go. Worst celebrity spinoff. That is actually yeah, it's the worst. I mean, that was his best comedy work in decades. (laughs) Ruined the country. It it uh, it gave gave comedians material for a lifetime. Was Donald Trump's presidency the best bit of all time? Just <laughs> <laughs> no. like, wouldn't it be funny if? And then four years, he just you know, just ran the country like he's like woke up one morning. No, and- I think 
I think the bit is after his presidency. Because now, after his presidency, it's a lot of, wouldn't it be funny if? Like, wouldn't it be funny if I just kept the nuclear codes for, like, three years? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's just the, it's the, the, the political environment of just do whatever makes you feel good in the moment. It's, it's entire, it's, it's full on lizard brain stuff. Yeah. Um, boy, as far as side projects, it's, it's, yeah, you stuck the, the athletes doing albums thing in my head at the beginning. I've been had a hard time getting around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iverson's album is really good. Um, Mm, yeah, it's tough. Nothing's really coming to mind as far as like celebrities doing a side project. It's it's pretty much going to be it's Ron Artest's moment of silence for the champions that that rap song that he did after the Lakers finally won a title when he was there. Now Sorry. now, meta world peace, I guess. There's okay. something obviously I'm okay. Leslie Nielsen used to be a dramatic actor, and then he did Naked Gun and Airplane. We could go with that. <laughs> um, that's not really a spin. I was still doing. That's a good one. Know, yeah. But uh, it's like it's be... he did a change from what he normally did, and then it was like, oh well, this is where he's at from now on. So it kind of did spin him off from. He was the man, and yeah. he was he was funny as hell, and all because he was just doing Leslie Nielsen like the super <laughs> dramatic roles, but it, you know, in in obvious comedies. Yeah. Uh, so I you know, go with that because I love Leslie Nielsen. He's, he's he was so good. Rip. Rip. Uh, anything else? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Thinking like maybe Ashton Kutcher and becoming like the, I don't know the, the the tech mogul that he is and trying to actually kind of do good with it. Is he a maybe. tech mogul? He's he's got he's got a lot of different companies and I think a bunch of them do tech stuff. I don't really know what he does, but I, I know he has a I bunch knew of he different, was involved like, in a lot of efforts against uh, human trafficking and mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. trade and stuff like that. I yeah. didn't know any of the tech mogul stuff. I think so. but, I like which I, is still a drastic fucking change yeah. and like awesome. Yeah. Mm. Or or Kim Kardashian getting people out of prison. That's wild as well. She's a lawyer <clears throat> now. Is she? Yep. Oh wow, I didn't know that. She has a podcast about it, I think. <laughs> I don't know, Mary would know. She that's her guilty pleasure is uh keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm. No, that's that's how's Pete fun. doing? He's an, I mm. I don't think he's on it anymore. Didn't they split? That was that was the joke yeah, I was making. Split. I'm pretty sure they yeah. split up. Well, yeah, but not mm. in the in the show yet. Like they're, oh, they're, no. they're way behind in the show. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez, oh, Rick. Oh, jeez, Rick. New season of that came out by the way, and it is not that great. <laughs> oh, no. We haven't even finished the last season. Last season was better. Season four is better than than what I've seen so far. It's fine. It's 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 not up to their usual standard. But no, no, that's a whole different ball game. That's but a whole different ball game. Is that? I think I think that's it on the celebrities. Do we have anything else? I don't or... know. We're kind of we're kind of at time. We're at almost an hour at yeah. this point. I, I, yeah. That 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 was a doozy of a question, and I think it deserved the time we yeah. gave it. Yeah. Yeah. Long in the yeah. tooth or not, I think it was a great question. Yeah, it was an excellent, excellent question. We capped it off appropriately by talking about the Chris Gaines album. And uh, <laughs> I think we, we gave it the proper bookends that it deserves. Um, 
that's it then i guess uh so this is the brose podcast everyone where we we, we have a, a wide range the, the 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 breadth and scope of the brose podcast as i often say knows no bounds and if you want to have your question answered on the air the way that we answered uh these couple of questions here with with as much intellectual rigor as our drunken brains can muster you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com that's brosequestions at gmail.com uh you can follow our show on twitter at brose underscore podcast you can uh, hit us up on facebook at brose podcast or on instagram at brose underscore podcast and you can subscribe to our show and listen to it anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold any podcasting platform that you prefer Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. All right, time for Twitter and plugs. Rich, what do you got? Uh, Twitter is at B underscore Walnuts, and check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for video game streaming Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Um, this week, I'll be doing some more Monster Hunter, as well as uh, God of War comes out on Wednesday, so we'll be playing that for sure. Uh, also, check out Bonus Action, the tabletop podcast for me and Sean and friends play D&D, as well as PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, where uh, we talk about things, and also... Go vote. Let's be on post uh, election day. I mean, just, just do it anyway. Just go illegally vote. Always uh, vote. A C B. Always is, be is, voting. Uh, isn't this the eighth? I don't know. I can't remember what election day is. Uh, it's the second Tuesday of November. So this alcohol is, per volume. This is, always be voting. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the release of this is election day today. So go vote. All right, yeah, and then they go vote tomorrow too. Like, yeah. just go out there, just keep on pouring your votes. This is what I usually do on on election days. Is I usually have you know I wake up the day after, have my cup of coffee, and then drive over the bridge to another state to deposit five thousand fake ballots into the nearest box. Yep. Um, now, Sean, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's S O B or Prison and Bees at Ob Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it's Ob underscore Disc Golf. Tim, tell us about your Twitter account and our friends at the Anchor Persons podcast. My largely useless Twitter account at Tim R. Hansen uh, is largely useless. It's pretty self-evident and self-descriptive. Wow, this wine was better than I thought. Um, <laughs> hmm. And Anchor Persons, Greg and Gene, they're back, in it. they're back at it again after a brief hiatus uh, of trying to deal with the world burning. Uh, they're back on a bi-weekly schedule, bringing you the news in the most entertaining way possible. If you enjoy our punny ways of approaching darker subjects or just really outdated references because we're in our 30s now so we like to reference things when we were 12 uh then you're gonna love greg and Jean. greg, greg and gene <laughs> i know like english the gym I of podcasts <laughs> exactly they're totally real persons telling yeah. real news yeah totally not related and absolutely not the same person no matter what matt says they're like the mary kate and ashley of news fake podcasts exactly <laughs> 
They're going to be very entertaining, give you news in the best way you possibly could have expected it, and not be sad about the world burning. Hopefully. Hopefully. Big, hopefully, indeed. Uh, available on all major podcasting platforms, our friends Greg and Gene at the Anchor Persons Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Uh, my plug for tonight is Phillies one. That's pretty cool. Whoop, whoop. It'll, it'll be like it'll be a full five weeks uh, post this episode uh, that this that this game occurred. But yeah, they won the ninth inning, scored six runs. Go Phils! Fuck Cardinals! Go Birds! Go Birds! Destroy, destroyed Ryan Howard's Achilles. Go Birds always, uh, but not the Cardinals, the Cardinals. Even though the Birds, fuck those Birds. But go They're Birds! They're not the Birds. They're the Cardinals. They're the Cards. You know, world's best baseball fans, they can go to hell. Let me tell you, when I went and saw the Pirates in, in Pittsburgh and everyone was calling them the Buckos, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? They're the Pirates, <laughs> not the Buccaneers. That's, that's Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh's like, yo, the Buckos. <laughs> then Buckos down there, PNC Park. Nailed it. Uh, everybody <laughs> say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, asking you all, cheat yet? Cheat not, not you. you? <laughs> Be smart about being stupid. Don't wanna. You guys wanna go down shortstop, get some O. <laughs> yeah, nah. Go get some pop. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no. Yeah.